0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Paddock Experience podcast. This is episode five. And tonight we are reviewing the British Grand Prix. I think we'll start with the the racing format. What was your opinion on the racing format?
1: Um, I find it pointless, to be honest. There was... I know they're trying to create more excitement in a race weekend. Maybe try to find a way to like get more. I don't know mm-hmm. whether the the goal is for the sprint races to increase attendance. But aren't those tickets usually for the whole weekend? Like when you buy a Formula One ticket, you get from Friday to Sunday. You don't just buy Sunday only.
0: It dep- I think what it are... depends on track to track. There's some tracks to just tell you.
1: Are you honestly telling me there are people who buy tickets for Friday only? I yes. I think that's...
0: Okay, so there, cool. there, there are some who will buy two-day race ticket for Saturday Sunday. There are some who will just buy one-day race ticket for Sunday alone.
1: If you're going to buy a one-day race ticket, you're going to buy Sunday. You're not going to buy Friday alone or Saturday alone. So
0: There are some circuits is... that have those offers for mm-hmm. Friday. Um, mm-hmm. There are some circuits that have full three-day race ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think they're trying to play around with attendance and uh, play was, around with what was, they're calling excitement of the race but I, I, I didn't feel that format
1: I think the the idea was to try and get as many attendants as possible for Friday and Saturday, however um, mm-hmm. Silverstone was always going to be full anyway because we haven't had crowds for a very long time so I think the novelty yes. was going to attract a big crowd and yes. then um, Ross Brown is under the illusion that sprint races will get more subscribers. So like, see, in the UK, they subscribe to Sky. But Sky uh-huh. is very expensive. Sky is as expensive as HBO in the US, if not uh-huh. more. So people are not going to pay for that. If they want more viewers, they just need to make it accessible. Either they make F1 TV um, cheaper yes. or, or they remove Formula 1, like what they used to have with their free-to-air on Channel 4. Yes. The, the Either they put some races on Channel 4 or, or on the BBC, but making it exclusively to Sky, they're not going to get the viewership that they want. So either they need to accept that they're too expensive for people and stop trying stunts like this weekend, or they can just make it accessible for people. I don't think sprint races are the answers to getting more viewers. It's just not going to work.
0: It's been a while since we've had guys at the races and even the drivers get to a point whereby I mean, they like that crowd. To start with the race format, I mean, Friday practice, practice one and qualifying one at odd times. I mean, I remember my son waking up and telling me, daddy, qualifying is going to be at 8pm. And I told him, you've lied. And he told me, no, I can't read it. It's 8pm. I told him, Lee, it'll be in the afternoon. I know. And I kept on insisting. I know Silverstone. I know Silverstone. Just to wake up and get to the office, then you posted qualifying is at 8 p.m. and I was like, okay, did I miss something? <laughs>
1: yeah, they changed. You know? I don't know. I'm actually not even sure why they changed the timings because it's not like they could have failed to stick to the timings beforehand. Maybe um, guys I know, are there, wh- I know at- there needs to be a gap between practice and qualifying, but making yeah. the gap such that the gap is uh, the the qualifying is at 8 p.m. That is yeah. that is my that is my tea time and winding time. I was not I was not in the mood to watch a race at that hour. Some I remember, of us are old people. Want <laughs> to relax?
0: You know that old. I remember Toto saying that he woke up and he normally wakes up and the first thing is to go to track because of free practice one. Mm-hmm. And his wife told him, "Hey, we still have a lot of time to do. I mean, practice is in the afternoon." And he goes, "Okay." Um, So I think that whole format uh, and timing caught everybody off guard. Um, The assumption might have been that practice one will be at the normal time and instead of practice two, the time slot for practice two is when you'll have your qualifying. Uh, Maybe.
1: Actually... I I too expected that, but I knew yeah. there was there was gonna be a need for a bigger gap because 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 between so the cars going to park, park fire may, in yes. that in that qualifying so, I knew they were probably gonna increase the time. But what I expected was for them to move up free practice one rather than to push qualifying to eight pm. That was very weird to me.
0: Okay, but, and, and but we adjusted, and. Okay, you mentioned something very interesting. After practice one, the car going to park for me for qualifying, which I find very confusing because you're qualifying for the sprint qualifying, right? So what is the whole point of putting the car in park for me just after one practice, then on Saturday morning, you wake up to practice two? What is the point behind that? Yeah. On
1: normal weekends, don't they go into Park Ferme on Saturday? Uh, um, uh, before or after pre practice three?
0: The, yes, after free practice three, they go They go into Park Ferme so, just before qualifying.
1: So like me, I assumed the same yeah. thing would happen. I assumed we are going into Park Ferme on just before the sprint race. Then I look up the rules again and then I realize we're going to park Ferme on the sprint qualifying. So I was like, what is the point of giving us one practice or rather giving the teams one practice? Because I remember Kinashov in the Mercedes video where they were explaining the challenges that they will face from mm-hmm. this weekend. They
0: mm-hmm. were
1: talking about how setup will be the trickiest thing to figure out because they have a much shorter time to sort these things before. Unlike other, week- unlike other weekends. And I was like... Okay, I get that might increase, maybe the the it might increase competition over the weekend, but Silverstone is a power track, so at the end of the day, the same cars that are expected to win will win. So again, what what was the point?
0: I don't know. That that whole thing confused me in terms of uh, you have practice on Friday, you go into Park Farmer rules, um, then you have qualifying on Friday, which the, the format is still the same for qualifying, but it was just odd the time in which qualifying was done. I mean, it just felt weird having qualifying on a Friday. And yeah, I, I was like, I was... this is when we have our long runs, test the car, find out who is set up best for long runs. And we've just had qualifying. And Lewis, is not, you can't call that pole. He wasn't on pole. He was on P1,
1: <laughs> as yeah, he called both... it both max and lewis didn't get pulled like it was just so even bernie bernie complained bernie said that they're ruining the the what the reputation of the sport or the like he said they're ruining the legacy of the sport let me see yeah. if i can find the quote but um the whole thing was just weird as in i find it unnecessary i remember when i was in a, I was talking with a friend of mine mm-hmm. about it And then I was like, watching Formula 1 do Formula 2 stuff feels so ghetto. I don't
0: know. (laughs) That's the reason we moved from Formula 2 to Formula 1. I mean...
1: (laughs) You know, as we we just... I I don't know. It just felt very weird. It just... I don't know. Anyway.
0: The part that also confused me was... I I don't think so. Because you, you have your qualifying, normal qualifying. Then the next day in the morning, you have practice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shouldn't you finish both practices, mm-hmm. then have qual, then go into park Farmer rules and either have a sprint qualifying or whatever? That whole thing I of think... qualifying on Friday, then you wake up Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and you have practice too. And I'm like, what are you practicing in park Farmer rules?
1: I think the the, the reason why they did it that way is because, see, our theory was attendance. So they put qualifying on Friday to boost attendance. They put the sprint thing on Saturday too. I know every, every race weekend, Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday have to have two events. They can't have more than two events. Yes. So I think they did not want to do practice one, practice two on Friday, and then sprint qualifying in the morning of Saturday and sprint race in the afternoon. Perhaps of Saturday. that might have been That's, better. No, if they do it that way, by their logic, no one will show up on Friday. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, but that that whole thing of trying to put some trying to put a race on Friday uh, because to call it a race, then that means the whole Friday qualifying was pointless.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't, yeah be, me i feel I, like i, I it find it pointless been...
0: because you're coming back to practice again on saturday morning i mean the whole point of going to qualifying is that you set up the car you stopped practice then we go into qualifying then after that the race so i i got totally confused by by that whole setup in in terms of we are qualifying then we practice then we sprint race for pole
1: did then you see like, the reactions okay, we, did you see the reactions? Like people like Toto were saying, it needs something extra, and yes, a lot of yeah. the the most of the fans don't like it. But it's like the media has been told they have to say that they like it. But me, I was wondering: um, in in normal qualifying, the person yeah. with the fastest lap gets pole. Yes. So if during the sprint race, instead of the winner getting pulled, why can't fastest lap get pole?
0: Because you're not the one who crossed the checkered flag. We don't want to have another Canada where Vettel crosses the line and Lewis wins the race. That'll even be even more confusing. You'd rather then... No, give, the
1: person who give, sets the fast... Normal qualifying, the person who sets the fastest lap wins. Wins pool. So, like, can you imagine if they said the rule was that um, during the sprint clap. race, fastest lap gets pulled. So, like, now that's when we start seeing people doing soft tires cuz cuz i mean people as in it became a procession like we had predicted eventually people started saving yes. tires
0: actually so... what happened was um, today today morning i went back and watched the, the beginning the first two laps of the sprint race mm-hmm. and then the first lap of the main race mm-hmm. and basically if 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 you go back and watch it you'll find that in the first lap of the main race, mm-hmm. um, it was just the same old procession of what happened in the in the sprint race with the exception of at the Cops corner, Lewis in the, in the main race went on the inside. In yeah. the sprint race, he went on the outside and Max kind of like pushed him out and he gave up, went into Margot's, Beckett's, then the Wellington straight and he was gone. So it's yeah. it's kind of like Lewis knew I have to get him before we hit that series of chicanes. Because once we get there and we hit the Wellington Strait, he will be gone.
1: Yeah, I and also did not understand how Max was able to build a gap of almost two seconds and Lewis could not catch up. That made no sense to me. Cause...
0: If you go back to practice um, in sector one, or even if you go back to qualifying, Mercedes were very good in sector one. In
1: sector one and Red Bull yes. were very good in sector three.
0: Red Bull were but, very good in sector two, actually we, in the middle we, sector.
1: We were expecting the cars to be closer, not a two-second gap in quality. That that was very bizarre to me. As in because like during the race they remained close until the contact. Yes. yes. But but during quality, like the gap built and then it stayed stagnant. And then, but okay, at the end, definitely Max had completely boiled his tires. But still, yes. it just, it was so bizarre. So the moment I saw that, I was like, this is going to be a procession. Eventually, like, the gaps will form and they'll stay stagnant. Um,
0: yeah, I think it would have been. And that's why Lewis had to pass him at uh, I at, think, the, at, the, I think... at the first one or two laps. Otherwise, he would be gone.
1: I think if Lewis had passed Max, Max may have passed him back.
0: Not really. If yeah. it, well, it would we'll depend. Yeah, we'll never know. Um.
1: And you know the next the next sprint format will be at Monza.
0: No, which... that, no, that thing is boring me. Why? Why Monza? You you know mm-hmm. I I I don't.
1: I think they are choose another famous. circuit. I think they're looking for the most iconic tracks. So if Monza does well, they might try the format in Jeddah. I see them trying it in Jeddah to try and give Jeddah a boost.
0: Yeah, then take it to, don't do Monza. Leave Monza with the traditional qualifying. Take it to which other circuit, which other new circuit. Take it to Zanvot
1: i i i genuinely don't even care i think at this point we just have to accept some of these changes they're trying to bring unless the drivers protest we i think we're stuck with this format in some some races frankly i think they should have done it in bahrain and baku and then Mm -hmm. those those would have been nice circuits to try because like back then drivers Bahrain and Baku, yeah, because like Uh those ones those ones are those circuit like it was earlier in the season, there were not that many concerns about cost. But the deeper into the season we will get, more the drivers will get cautious because of the whole budget cap thing. Which is another thing with that the sport needs to change. I think they need to accept that Formula One is a pinnacle of motorsport. And I think I think people teams should be allowed to go all out in engineering. And this whole trying to limit Everything and to limit innovation, to limit changes to the car during the season is so annoying because you're like, then what's the point of competition? It's like saying that there should be a height limit for sprinters in, in the Olympics <laughs> or something. It makes no sense to me. So like last year when Mercedes came up with DAS and they are, they, they they also had a revolutionary brake thing, Um, their, their, what is it called? Their rim. Yes. Their rim had a revolutionary design. But now DAS has been banned because of cost, which fine, but come on. And then the the rim has been banned because of cost. And I'm like, metal is available. People can manufacture their own rims the way they want. Saying that the FIA will, will, will have a standard for the rims makes no sense to me. So these new rules that they've come up with so that they can somehow stop Mercedes dominance is just to me it makes no sense that is not what will bring back
0: competition is it to stop mercedes dominance or they're
1: trying they're to, trying to, to find uh, a way to reduce uh, periods of dominance cost. but i think at this uh-huh. point it's 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 inevitable every era will have its own dominant team every time it will have its own dominant yeah. team and we, we we they tried to stop it in 2017 it did not work um, they're going to try in 2021 we shall see how that goes. 22. But frankly, I still yeah. think there'll be another dominant team next year. Whether it will be Mercedes, whether it will be Ferrari, they'll still be a dominant team. So
0: there'll always know. be somebody who's read the rules better than the others, and there's always be a team that is much cleverer into into you know something like what happened with Brown GP in 2009 when yeah they. Exactly. They had their own interpretation of the double diffuser and caught everybody napping just for Button to come and do the testing and say, Hey, we're almost three, four weeks late into testing and we're two seconds faster than everybody else. And they're like, Okay, wow, we have something. And by the time everybody caught up with it, I mean, Button was long gone. Exactly. Um, so, I, I, I think- also don't buy this thing of, Okay, the issue I see with f one is they're trying to make it more appealing in terms of uh, some of these old e teams that do't do not have the budget. It's like it's like they're trying to have a junior formula for f one. there's f one main guys and there's f one junior formula. I don't buy it. you should, should f one should be a team for the elite. I mean if you can't raise in if you, if you can't trace the I budget feel- form a consortium. Former feel,
1: consortium and, feel, and, and race. I I I think the 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 whole having junior teams in Formula One is not a bad thing. Every league has the lower tier teams. Every every league has tiers of teams. There'll be the guys mm-hmm. who are really good, and there'll be the guys who are not that good. That will be inevitable in sport. However, I feel like trying to add things like budget caps and stupid little little rules. That make no sense is is just gonna ruin the sport. So I feel like if they need this junior team, since most of them are the smaller the sister teams of bigger teams, they can have a rule whereby Mercedes can fund a percentage of the Williams budget. You get Ferrari can fund a percentage uh, of the budget. I don't see budget.
0: that. Happening. <laughs>
1: it it will never happen. Yes. But I mean, like that's one way that they can solve this budgeting crisis another thing is the whole revenue distribution thing like i i know they said they were going to change it but i mm-hmm. haven't seen any changes but that is another thing that they can instead Price of, instead, takes of a um, share. instead of ferrari getting the biggest share because mm-hmm. they're ferrari they mm. can make the 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 slice of the pie be more equal like yes. exercise a bit more equity And yeah, the biggest teams deserve a lot of money because they're bringing in a lot of revenue, but the smaller teams are the ones that lead to these big drivers. So I feel like they should get a bit more consideration, but at the end of the day, it's up to them. We shall see what they decide.
0: So in a nutshell, uh, Mm. would you say this format worked for the weekend or not?
1: Whether it worked or not is 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 beside the point. Ross Brown has convinced himself that it was a success. The media has said it was a success. So at this point, I my only advice would be get used to it.
0: Qualifying was usual, okay. The usual entertaining. There was nothing to write home about. We we just got confused that it comes on a Friday uh sprint racing was just follow the leader there was nothing exciting about the sprint racing the main the main race uh excitement ended in lap one because of the crash of hamilton and verstappen and because they had a precursor to the race to know exactly how the other person is going to react so i feel that the the sprint race kind of like gave them a, a warm up or a notice that we're gonna do this, Red Bull are gonna do this, so let's react this way. Uh, it may have brought some excitement for for the guys who were there in the crowd to, to to watch the race, but in terms of the whole race weekend, for me, it was boring. Apart from the the racing itself, I I, I don't think it added any other excitement. Can you imagine th- this format in Monaco, for example? It really it's really just going to difference. be. It's going to be three, two races of follow the leader. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and especially if you if you put Monaco w- with a sprint format, and uh, you start with your set of tires and you don't pit, mm-hmm. we we all France, <laughs> yeah. we're just going to be bored, right? Yeah. If you want to add a bit more, if you were to tweak anything into this sprint format to try and add some excitement. Let's say we get used to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are told, okay, fine. Mm, this is going to be the new way of racing. We've convinced ourselves it's a, it's a success. And come 2022, this is the way we're going to race. Get used to it. Perhaps find ways of tweaking. What would you tweak? Uh, what I
1: had suggested earlier, first the slap gets pulled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the distance how of the
0: sprint it. race, the distance of the sprint race. Would you find that is okay? Would you make it slightly longer, slightly if, shorter?
1: If you make it slightly longer, that's just another race. So what's the point? You're just having two races. If you're gonna have two races, then commit to two races. You know, as in if you make the sprint race any longer, that's a whole other race because the race took one hour, and a normal race takes about one and a half hours, so um, or, or two hours.
0: No qualifying to, took that, no sprint, sprint, sprint qualifying sprint, took thirty minutes. Took thirty minutes.
1: Yeah, but like, um, no, it, took, yeah, that, it took more than thirty minutes because no, the whole, no. the whole process, as in them lining up on the grid, the formation stuff, at the, the ending, I'm counting all the way up to the interviews. Like,
0: yeah, but you see, we are used, used to qualifying being longer because the qualifying itself time on track is longer than that. By the time you do Q1, you you pause Q2, you pause Q3, then all that, you spend about one and a half, almost two hours. So by giving us a sprint qualifying where you're just on track half an hour, we felt cheated from the normal uh, from the I, normal I, qualifying process. I mean, it just felt like a slightly extended Q3.
1: I just believe that... Um... The, the, the sprint race if they're gonna if they're gonna make it longer then commit to a full race. Make it a double race weekend. If they're gonna make it shorter, then they should just go back to the time lapse of Q one, Q two, Q three. Or we can also try going back to the old format. You remember the old format of yeah, one lap?
0: The one time lap came, yeah.
1: that had so much pressure. They should yeah. try going back to that one instead of this new formats i
0: don't
1: i genuinely don't know who they serve i don't know whether there's like i don't know that aramco wants more tv time or or i'm not i'm not entirely sure what the goal is here but we shall see but the I problem mean, with
0: that old format was um imagine if you went out first and the sun was shining and the guy who goes out last and it's raining you can't get poll. so the problem was um, the guy who went first or who, the guy who got the track at its best got pulled.
1: See, then that's and, their luck. And it adds more elements of charm. It, uh, it adds more elements of chance. Like, at this point in time, with so much dominance, like, we already know the race is going to end with a variation of Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas. If not Bottas, mm-hmm. then Pérez. We already know the race is going to end that way no matter, like, unless something different happens, like what happened in Baku, what happened in Monaco, the rest will always end with a variation of that. So, like, as in at this point in time, even, like, quali is a sham, because, you know, a long time ago, quality used to be necessary to reduce the number yes. of cars on the grid, because there were, like, almost 30 cars, and yes. then the qualifying was to trim it down to 20. Another thing I suggested once, but people almost threw shoes at me, was that um your qualifying position your starting position for your next race Mm -hmm. is your finishing position of the last race like the way they used to do in rallying Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the Mm -hmm. way
1: the way they finish the british grand prix is the way they start in hungary you get me
0: yeah yeah, i get you so so So, so max would be last
1: yes and then um Mm -hmm. they also said they're considering doing reverse grids but um Ross Brown said that the, the 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 teams were completely against that. I don't know whether the the I know I know when when Red Bull became dominant, uh-huh. Red Bull fans were against reverse grids. Yes, when Mercedes, when Lewis got lucky in uh-huh. like Bahrain and in Spain and whatever, when uh-huh. we say when you, when we were winning races, people were saying we had no business winning. Mm-hmm. Mercedes fans were against reverse grids so mm-hmm. now I don't know as in I'm not sure a reverse grid would make much of a difference right now anyway because unless Mazepin spins into you you're just you're just gonna climb up the pack and win the way you were supposed to anyway so I yeah,
0: feel if you have to get like... used to it if you have to get used to it I would probably mm-hmm. add uh, I'd make it slightly longer I'd make it probably a full race and make it mandatory pit stops. You have to use all three sets of tires soft, medium, hard. You decide when. I'd rather oh. add something, make it mandatory, and let's have two proper races because 17 laps is just one stint. You're barely getting warmed up. The guy's tire catches, starts having blisters. The next thing you know, you're like, okay, it's two laps to the end. And I was like, what? I mean, we've barely done any. So that part of the sprint qualifying was really underwhelming. I was like, because what is it supposed to be? Is it qualifying or is it the race? Then the other part that I didn't like was, okay, fine. You you qualify on pole, as they call it, the race to pole. Mm -hmm. Then you get pole position. Mm -hmm. Then now you get... uh, I, what was that whole thing about getting on a, tr- a track and going around the track? Uh, I was like, okay, what the hell is that? Secondly, um, what's this thing with the wreath? It's not, it's, it felt like a funeral. <laughs> I, Give them I, a trophy? I, Come on, a trophy and champagne? I, 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 I didn't feel that part totally.
1: The, the wreath felt well ominous, to be honest. Mm-hmm and um it's been done before but it was bizarre even then so mm. i don't know why they can't get the pirelli tires that that's even pirelli better thing is. like that's even it's qualifying better, yeah. it's 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 qualifying so just yes. call it pole and call it sprint qualifying and give them their their little tires
0: yes and you can even give them all three if you have to give one red one whatever soft Another medium thing, hard or Another something thing like they that. can
1: do is just this normal qualifying setup. Mm-hmm. They can see they awarded points for the sprint qualifying. Yes. They can award points for normal qualifying. So they can say that poll is maybe one point or two points, and then P2 is one point. They can do that. I
0: would even so say go back spicy. to or we'll just use the same format. Poll is 25 points, second place is 18 points so on and so forth so and then i mean even add for pole i mean just, just do the same race uh, the same format for points as in race day or you do the the top 10 number one gets 10 points number 10 gets one point you add the old scoring wow. format yeah. for for pole so that if if lewis gets 10 pole positions Mm -hmm. then he knows I have 100 points. So it can even be interesting in a race because if Max DNFs like this and you find that Lewis had taken Paul Mm -hmm. in qualifying, Mm -hmm. then you you may end up finding that a a race like this where where Lewis took Paul and then he wins this race, you can find he's ahead. He can garner 35 points, 10 for Mm -hmm. Paul and 25 for the race. He would have been ahead. Which would even make (laughs) Max think that, hey, Come the next race, right, I really need pole position because there's some circuits whereby someone may look and say pole is not, pole is not that that much interesting because if you look at a place like, where is it, is it Russia mm-hmm. or, yes, it's Russia, where people look and say, listen, I don't need pole because down into turn, turn two, the guy who's behind me in uh, second position or in third position, I'll give him the slipstream. So in Russia, nobody wants Paul. P2 or P3 even, is better.
1: Even Barcelona.
0: Yes. P2 or P3 is better. So I'd rather then to make it more interesting, put a point system for pole to make yeah. to make the driver want pole, give him 10 points. So that the guy who doesn't get into Q3, you know, even mm-hmm. even the other teams, someone like Russell would end up would end up getting points just because he got into Q3. And it will give people, the guy thinking, if I get into, Q, if I get into, Q, into Q3, let's say position nine, I'll have two points. Mm-hmm. Versus if I start number 11, I have zero points. And in the race, I could also end up 11th. So it will get guys wanting, you'll, you'll find some of the smaller yeah. teams wanting to come into, into yeah. Q3, because Q3 is where the points are.
1: Yeah.
0: And at that point... Even sacrifice and say, listen, the strategy for qualifying is no holds bad. Go with whatever tire you want, go with whatever fuel strategy you want, just get yourself into Q3. Mm-hmm. And then remove that restriction of that the, the tire you qualify best Q2 on is when you start the race. No, give them why, a set of qualifying tires yeah give them a set of qualifying tires and tell them these tires are for qualifying. Once they are done, they're out so that it becomes now a pure race for qualifying. yeah, and once you're done qualifying, then that's it. Then now, for the race, everybody else gets a set of tires for the race and and now it's now the 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 fight for the win. I think maybe that may be much better mm-hmm. than in my opinion, the sprint qualifying that was underwhelming. Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, Race. Come race day, what is your opinion of race strategies? Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes.
1: Of what? The strategies?
0: Yeah, the race strategies.
1: Well, we all knew it was going to be a one-stop, but we were all hoping for a two-stop because I think the one-stop has also ruined the quality of racing Mm. because it's just... It's, it's always about watch your tires, stay off the curbs, um, um, graining, and, and mm-hmm. just watching watching the tires, watching for pit windows, undercuts, overcuts. It's no longer about wheel-to-wheel racing. And then the moment you get wheel-to-wheel racing action, it's always mm-hmm. just penalties on penalties on penalties. Like what happened in Austria frankly confused me. Um, I, know, I know in Austria the rules seem different. Like what happened with Lewis and Albon, what happened with Perez and um, Lando, and mm-hmm. what happened with Lando and whoever. As in, it's 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 so bizarre to me that 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 the entire Formula One community is like, oh my God, racing has become so sanitary. Everyone is getting penalized for simply racing, and then the moment racing happens, oh, and then suddenly um, when their faith is touched, they're like, no, don't race like that, and you're like, but it's what you people wanted. <laughs> So so and then on the one hand, the FIA can't seem to make up its mind. So when when mm-hmm. these actual instances of dangerous driving, nothing happens. Like what Leclerc did to Stroll last year in Russia. Mm-hmm. But then racing incidents, actual racing incidents, like you could tell, um, there was no malice, there was no forethought, it was not careless driving. Like you remember what happened in Brazil to the Ferraris last um in 2019.
0: Yes, when uh, they, Vettel Leclerc, into Leclerc. Leclerc and yeah.
1: Leclerc and Vettel came into contact in a way to this day I have never understood. But <laughs> seriously, this, the gap disappeared and then they both wiped out completely. And then um, it was even yeah. hard to tell who was at fault there. But so now, if 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 with the with the current stewards that we have, that would have someone there would have gotten massive penalties and penalty points on their license when it was just clearly an incident. So I don't know, this level of sanitation or whatever it is they're trying to achieve makes no sense to me. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's their thing, I guess. Also, um, it's just the incident between Max and Lewis was um, nearly everyone said it was a racing incident. Nearly everyone was saying, that will be a racing incident. Jeremy Clarkson said it, although he said if if there have to be stewards, Hamilton should get a penalty. Um, Damon Hill said he thinks it's a racing incident, but he doesn't see how Lewis won't get a penalty. Alonso said it's a racing incident. He doesn't see where Hamilton should have gone. Karun, Karun's um analysis showed that it was a racing incident. I mean, what happened in Spain in 2016 was not that much different. And that was ruled mm-hmm. a racing incident. Monaco, yes. the crash between Max and Grosjean, not that much different. Ruled a racing incident. And in 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 Monaco, I would argue that that one Max was reckless because he's one who got too close to Grosjean from the back.
0: Mm-hmm. But in
1: this one, like they touched how many times before before he finally wiped out? They were they were even wheel to wheel banging at some point.
0: They were wheel to wheel. I think about three four times before
1: before before. They
0: the out. Yes.
1: And 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 even Copes was just such pure bad luck because if, if, when you watch the onboards, um, Lewis missed the apex because he was understeering. And then yes. Max turned into Lewis when Lewis was already halfway alongside him. And then you can see Max turning to the right. You can uh-huh. see him turning his wheel to the right and you can see the car in his mirror. So I don't know whether he expected Lewis to break and Lewis didn't because Lewis has been backing off all season. And then Lewis 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 um, called his bluff. And then um, cause normally when you see that kind of contact, you never see someone going into the barriers that fast. It just you know, either a mild spin or yes. they keep moving or you lose a wheel, get like a puncture or something, you know, as in, it doesn't, yes. it doesn't it doesn't end up with someone in the barriers. So Max paid for his hubris. Um, it was unfortunate, but I feel I feel it's it's racing. Um, and everyone, even Brando said this was inevitable. Although they've been saying this is inevitable every time Max races someone because they said it was inevitable with Ricciardo in 2018. They said it was inevitable with Vettel in 2018. They said it was inevitable with Kimi in 2016. Like everyone Max races, If it's inevitable that they will come into contact. So whoever is listening, take from that what you will. But at the end of the day,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I feel like when the FIA is like we want hard racing we want fearless racing when you get that racing I don't see why the drivers should be penalized for it and then the penalties themselves do not make sense how does Lewis crashing with Max get a 10 second penalty and then crossing the pit straight is also a 10 second penalty like that makes no sense to me also crossing the pit street seems like such an arbitrary mistake i feel like you should only be penalized if there was an oncoming car but that's just me
0: uh-huh. um,
1: i don't know I think, and then I like sometimes also so
0: that you don't do it
1: i think sometimes also um the 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 what are they called some of these penalties i think they should look at intent were you being careless or did you have no choice you know, because if someone squeezes you and you have nowhere to go, but you're the one from the back, so you're considered the attacker, then you get the penalty for it. Like, honestly, how does that make any sense?
0: I'll the, also say def- very well with this battle with Nico Rosberg. All the time you happen to leave the space. Um, this. But one... now who,
1: who, is, who, who, who is the one who has the responsibility to leave the space? Because I would think... Um, the person with more space, who has more space or more options, is the one who should leave space. I mean, they teach you this kind of nonsense in defense in defensive driving. So, frankly, Max had a whole football field of space to his left. He could have just not turned in too soon. Max and and to he'd have still he come out ahead.
0: And he was entitled to defend his line. But the car knew- is
1: halfway up. Is halfway up your own car. So he knew that if he turned in, Lewis is the one who'd have wiped out, not him. He was trying that Senna thing of you either back off or we both die, but he is not Senna. I think he forgot that. And he was taking his chances and sometimes it, go, it backfires on you. And frankly, it was an unnecessary risk to take because the other car was already halfway up alongside him. Because when they turned into the corner, they were kind of alongside each other. And yes. then Louis, Max, Max made the turn earlier than Lewis. So there was literally no time to respond for either of them. But I feel like if Max had stayed to the left a bit, a bit longer, he'd have still come out ahead of Lewis and maintained his lead. So, I don't
0: know. You see, I, I, I don't think anyone would have known the outcome of that incident. Um, nobody would have figured out that Max would have had his crash and Lewis would have gone unscathed. But if that's you, how these
1: accidents it, go. Normally, both cars wipe out, like, like what happened in yes, Spain. You, you would have
0: expected both cars to be wiped out and both championship contenders take themselves out. And... You have another hero, Leclerc or Norris, who would have been a new race winner. It's it's it would have because if you look at where Lewis touched Max, that was his front wing.
1: Actually In, it was his it, wheel.
0: It, was it, it his, wasn't wing? his
1: wing? He touched the wi- wi- the wheel. The, the 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 front left wheel is what
0: yeah. But That's what the, Max. Banged in, 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 into. The, in the way, in the way Max spun it, I think it was just good luck that Lewis front wing didn't go. In other cases, your front wing would have gone. Lewis may have suffered a puncture. If Lewis Max would have re- ended
1: up at the wall to his um to his right, and then Max Max would have ended up in the gravel spinning facing the wrong direction. Yes. But but. I don't know. To understand the physics at such high speeds is a bit hard because I think I'd need to see a play by play, cause it's just anyway. Maybe it's the weight ratio of the car that made him move in that direction.
0: Or maybe you remember when uh, remember when Vettel used to have his pins when he just used to be tapped so lightly? I don't know. That I think it's uh, it could be the design of the car, the highway car, or something. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to throw a guess here. But it, I think it was just by sheer good luck, Lewis didn't get any damage, yeah. and I think it's just by sheer good luck that he won the race. Because think of it: if if the damage to Max wasn't that severe, to the media yellow flag.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If it would have been a yellow flag, Lewis may have had to pit for whatever damage or for checks on the car. He would have come out last.,
1: yeah.
0: I don't think he would have won the race, but he won the race because he told he was red flag. Now in the red flag situation, you'll fix everything in the car.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: right when you when you get back and you're told, okay, fine, we've gone back to racing, but you have a ten seconds to, uh, uh, penalty and after the penalty you come out fifth i mean hello we know lewis once he sniffs a win and especially a win in uh, in silverstone he'll take it and he took Frankly, it and won.
1: i i genuinely did not expect him to win after the penalty after i heard about the, i was expecting it to be ruled a racing incident in which case i was like okay we have a chance maybe Mm -hmm. but when I heard we have a penalty and then I saw how we were struggling to stay behind Leclerc because of the whole, um, um, dirty air thing. I was like, I don't see us winning this. Then I don't know who started saying Bottas might win. I was like, never expect Bottas to win. Just be pleasantly surprised if he does, but just don't Mm -hmm. have those expectations. So I knew if Bottas has a chance of winning, he'll bottle it. Um, but then, um, Bottas pitted. I don't know who they were trying to undercut. I don't know if it was Norris or who. And then um, mm-hmm. Sainz was in P2 at the time. And then Leclerc had a whole pit window ahead of Sainz. And I was like, how do people expect Bottas to win this? Additionally, how is Lewis going to win this? So I was like, are we going to do a two-stop and pull a spin or or, yeah, or right. what is happening? So the fact that he was able to climb... Was astounding to me. I expected McLaren to be way more competitive. Um, what the fact happened that Norris, to Norris? Yeah. The fact that Norris had no pace shocked yes. me, genuinely shocked me. Yes. um, um, Bottas did not hold up Lewis. Well, that was like, as in if it had been the other way around, I don't think Lewis would have held up Bottas either. And then the fact that Luis was able to catch up to Leclerc and pass him—that was pretty cool to watch. I actually really enjoyed those moments. Um, I know some of my friends were so stressed out. Like, I know a friend of mine took a walk, and then she told me, "Call me, call me when he passes. <laughs> call me when he <laughs> passes, because I can't take the pressure." And and um, I mean, others when, were when telling I... me, "I send them updates on WhatsApp because they can't they can't watch it because you I can't mean, you I... can't people people are like I can't watch Silverstone 2020." with three wheels and then and then this again and and like Lewis and Leclerc could easily come into contact the way Lewis and Max came into contact because Leclerc. I wasn't is expecting
0: not, them to come into contact. Uh, Leclerc
1: is not a passive driver you remember Monza yeah. 2019 he pushed Lewis out and we ended yes. up ruining our tire so badly we dropped to P3 so yes. um, I was not expecting Leclerc to be passive the fact that he went off on his big by his own mistake was was shocking but i i was just the whole time he was just there like eh.
0: i think it what, wasn't what the plus. Plus. he had his car issues and he had this he didn't have issues.
1: issues he had software issues to the software issue i don't know why people are trying to paint him as a sort of martyr or something
0: no, it was no, a software yeah, and it, it was a software he glitch. Yeah, they pissed him off. You know, he's trying to drive That's... a car, being told control, alt, delete, or whatever. Um, he, he
1: normal was... drivers don't have to adjust things on their screen. And no, there was just, no problem with the settled.
0: car. No, he just wasn't settled. He just was, oh. and I don't think it was his race to win. If, under other circumstances, perhaps. Once we started hearing those radio messages and he started losing his pace, I was like, come on. And then once Lewis and came out fifth, I was like, if Lewis passes Norris, the rest is history.
1: Do you know that and... people who are saying that Norris was given team orders? <laughs> I was like, surely it doesn't work nah, like
0: that. I don't think so. Norris it doesn't, doesn't like it does.
1: Which shocked. Um... I was genuinely surprised. Because no. Ricciardo was able to keep signs behind him for most of the race.
0: Yes, yes.
1: So what yeah. happened to I, Norris?
0: I was actually surprised because at some point Emma, I was saying ah. should...
1: um, or, or maybe Norris was still suffering from PTSD from having a forty pound watch stolen.
0: <laughs> no, I think it goes back to practice. These guys only had very they limited only practice had straight
1: line speed.
0: They had very limited oh, practice, remember, The remember setup you... thing. Yes. You've not set up your car properly. The next thing it's qualifying, next is another practice. You've hardly had time. So uh, perhaps it's a combination of that. That race weekend not only confused the fans, it also messed up some of the drivers. You didn't have time to set up your car properly. It may have aided other guys like uh, Ricciardo, whom I think um, it could be Norris didn't have pace, therefore Ricciardo looked like he's performing. Or did Ricciardo just perform and start shining and having caught up with his car? Maybe when you go back to the old format in Hungary and we have our practice one, two, three, we may be able to tell a better tale of this. But yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's a format that caught everybody else off guard. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Vettel having his spin near the old pit lane entry, I don't know what that was all about.
1: I genuinely I don't remember that.
0: You know, um I don't know where Aston Martin is and and how come they're, they're, they're Stroll, not anywhere. Stroll,
1: Stroll minds his business and and gets a nice chunk of points. Like he's so he's such a he's he's doing what Leclerc was doing um last year, where you just mind uh-huh. your business and then boom your P4, P five. Uh-huh.
0: Um
1: so I think he is just he's running his own races in his own little world and then he finishes P seven, P eight. I did expect them to be way more competitive, to be honest. I thought yes. that I thought that after Red Bull and Mercedes, it will probably be Aston Martin. I thought it would be a three horse race between Aston, McLaren and Ferrari. I thought we would be seeing a battle there. But I am genuinely yeah. surprised nothing is happening. I even thought Vettel's presence alone would give them a kind of boost. Maybe they'd know better setups for their car. And then also I was very disappointed by Perez's performance this weekend. Um, from from yeah. the first practice, he was just gone. Like he And was, even in
0: the sprinters he... when he had his normal or I mean off-the-track excursion, and I was like, Come on, Perez, what's that? You maybe,
1: maybe, maybe he too got robbed of a forty thousand dollar watch. I,
0: I, f- I think Red Bull lost it this weekend because with Max taken out, Perez should have taken that win.
1: How he was so down in the sprint race, like he,
0: he,
1: he, he first of all, exactly. he started from but the if pit he, lane. He, if
0: he, if he, he, he was started up from red. the pit
1: lane, if he started from the pit lane, so there was no chance of him winning at all. Like,
0: no, it was up there, and and you see, it got messed in the in the in the sprint race. If yeah. Perez had qualified higher, I mean, look at Alonso. Alonso had a very good sprint race. Perez should have qualified higher. The, I mean, you're driving a Red Bull. Come on,
1: you're But not, it's not the same he, Red Bull
0: as Max's. Have has you noticed no,
1: that? No, have you noticed that they they were saying, I was there, I can't remember what I was reading, but I think they were saying his car is two races behind in updates, which confused me because I thought Red Bull said, I thought Horner said they had, they've not had updates, but like they tracked in new parts in France, so like I don't know what nonsense are you is going me, on uh,
0: there. Are you telling me Paris but didn't get uh, Max's updates?
1: I was reading something that was implying that that Paris car is. Two races behind in updates, but then you remember the article I shared that said that um, Perez is now doing his own setup; is not following Max's setup anymore, mm-hmm. and this was the result. That yeah. car, that second car, is cursed. At this point, I think that's the only explanation, because <laughs> regardless of who sits in it, regardless of who's in the P1, because like if if when it was Vettel Weber, yes, look what happened when it yes. was Ricardo Vettel look what happened. When it was yeah. Ricciardo when it was Ricciardo Kvyat, Yes. Kvyat lost his job then when it was Max Ricciardo, Max became the number one driver and then Ricciardo became the number two driver and then look what happened yeah. Max Gasly Max Albon, Max now Perez that second chair in Red Bull no one should be aiming for it if you ask me. I don't know whether they need to like do some juju on Marco maybe he's the bad vibes there but that second, that second Red Bull has some 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 things going on in that car, honestly. Or they're juicing Max's car and then the other car is the one that's the real Red Bull. Mm.
0: Although I, I don't think know. it's possible to get away with shooting yeah.
1: these days. So No, but,
0: um, I I I, I, th- I think that car is set up for Max and Perez just has to figure it out. You know, but, just but like... you
1: remember I shared the article that said Perez has said they're no longer following Max's setup they're following he's now tuning it to himself but this yeah. was the result the first time out doing it to his
0: own but standards. remember if, if, he, if he's so, doing it for his own he still he still has to learn the new setup he still has to learn a new team a new car just like Ricciardo is having his issues uh but have you noticed how much
1: positivity there is for Ricciardo? like he has so much support for his team Yes. Um he when when the car works for him, he still delivers good points. The same can be argued of Perez, because like um he could have easily finished um P3 in Styria, except for the bad pit stop. Um in Austria, he missed himself. And then I think I think he's also under a lot of pressure. So mm-hmm. so he maybe overdoes it. I mean he ends up because he's spun by himself at the sprint race. Yeah. So I think I think he may be under pressure. I think he's being threatened. Like he's being told that if he doesn't do something significant, who else? Marco, Marco and Horner seem like the kind of person who corner you in an office and tell you Uspoleta. <laughs> you know, like they look they, they they even look like those kinds of bosses, man. As in, I feel like he's under pressure. I feel like he's being told that he needs to fight for his seat. And then um, if you look at his prospects, if he was to leave Red Bull in the middle of the season, would he really get a seat? Who would hire him?
0: Ah, He'd be done.
1: Manz is driving for his life and in the most toxic team in the the grid. Mm. So, Mm. oof, I cannot imagine the pressure. I think the pressure is also getting to him. I don't think it's just the learning curve or the setups. I think the pressure is also getting to him. And and then, like, you have pressure, you have bad luck, and then you have a learning curve. So just, mm. it's just a recipe for disaster. Although, I guess, maybe we shall see what happens in Hungary. Maybe you'll finally get a good result in Hungary. You'll have two weeks to relax.
0: Okay, parting shot.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, because of what happened yesterday, the clash between Max and uh, Louis, there's been a lot of... I think, racist comments targeted on Lewis. Right. You think? OK, you I have I uh, purposely I did not go because I, I mean, I hate those negative comments and I, I didn't want to be in a bad space. Whatever happened, happened. Uh, my view is that that was a racing incident. But the few comments that I've seen were, oof, like the ones I already posted were like, ouch, I was like. Right.
1: Did you see the ones I
0: shared?
1: No. I I'd shared a bunch of images before Zawadi. No, like, ha- but they had the they had the same they had the same monkey motifs. They are even worse mm. ones, like way worse. And I was looking at all of them because mm. I was getting tired of people saying that um, this is just to deflect from. From Lewis's mistake, it wasn't Lewis's mistake. It was a racing incident. Shit happens. Yeah. It's racing. Yes. As in, you cannot yes. drive those cars at two hundred kilometers an hour and then think nothing will happen. Something yes. will always happen. Yes. And so, and um, the, the 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 way Christian and and Helmut were speaking, um, you know, calling for a race ban, saying Lewis did it deliberately. That kind of talk is what leads to that yes. kind of racist I, commentary. Yes, think I,
0: I think that they kind of They fan the point. flames.
1: Yes. They're so inflammatory, and when I saw Horner's statement saying that we don't condone racism, I I almost went on a rampage because I was like, it's the way you talk. Whenever people try to criticize Lewis, you can never remove race out of the equation because they're just never objective about it. I mean, when 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 I was seeing the N word everywhere and oh. and comments for him to die by suicide, and I was like. Bleh i just got tired i am genuinely worried about what will happen in the netherlands when we go there um the netherlands you do know the netherlands have a blackface event like they usually have a holiday where they wear blackface and they 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 don't see that it's racist so i i uh, maybe by then things will have calmed down maybe um things will be better but I just...
0: Do you think the joint statement by FIA, Mercedes, and F1 teams helped?
1: Which I, which other F1 team released the statement? Because I only saw from Mercedes and Rebel.
0: No, there's one that says it's a joint statement.
1: But like India. I didn't see... It was just... I only saw it was a joint statement by Mercedes, the FIA, and F1. I didn't see and yes. uh, uh-huh. and Red Bull and Red Bull also posted. Although that I yes. suspect, I I personally feel that the FIA told Red Bull they need to say something because all the all the racism was coming from those fans.
0: Do you so, feel other like teams should have commented as well?
1: Obviously, like this this level, if you if you're quiet in the face of my oppressor, you side with my oppressor. As in. I I know that I am black. I am I am African. I know that. But it's moments like this where you just reminded, like it's in your face. They just they just have to remind you that you're black, and it, they do it in the ugliest way imaginable. And these are the times when I actually feel so bad for Lewis because he's literally the only black driver on the grid, and. Uh, I don't know. I wish I'd seen more more drivers stand up for him. I wish I'd seen his teammates post something. Mm -hmm. Because his teammates even stopped kneeling. So, like, cool, I guess. I don't know. Um, I would also have liked to see the British drivers say something. um, Like Mm -hmm. Lando and George. I'd have expected to see them condemn the racism um and but the one who should have been the loudest in condemning racism is max but he's used racist slurs before and said nothing so i guess maybe ac- expecting him to act classily is just a tall order but on, in all honesty the the racism was just too much it was just it was unbearable
0: now, i actually really really feel for him but uh, as we know lewis will brush it aside and come back stronger um, do you see more clashes because i if I, if if i put it this way i yeah. see more of these clashes because i don't see max backing down again at the next type of corner
1: but max doesn't see... back down has never backed down yes. and 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 like i said he paid for his hubris yesterday so um he never backs down he's always the one trying to force other drivers into backing out so and then this time Lewis didn't. So um I think either he needs to rethink his strategy or he's just gonna get more, more aggressive. You remember there's a time he was called crushed Tappen. So I think yes, we're December. about to see the return <laughs> of Crash Tappen. However, um I and don't know. I don't end up in
0: tears because I... I think if he continues on that path and if yeah. he loses the ch- if come December mm-hmm. he loses the championship by eight points or whatever number of points it will come back to silverstone and people remind him. you remember in silverstone where you should have taken you should have settled for second and still taken points rather than not giving space or whatever and having the racing incident with lewis and losing all those points it's races like this that where you you enter uh, you enter a uh, silverstone with 33 point lead and you leave with what is it now? Eight points? Yeah. Yeah, eight
1: I, points. I, I actually and you don't lost see... almost
0: in one weekend. You, I don't you...
1: I I I know everyone thinks that things will get spicy um, the same way they got spicy in twenty sixteen with Lewis and Nico, but uh-huh. I actually don't see it happening. Um, I think there'll still be drama. But the whole Max versus Lewis drama will not be as pronounced as people, because like I think at some point the, the 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 scales of pace will be tipped. So mm-hmm. um, either Red Bull will go back to being dominant and Mercedes can't respond, in which case where will the incident come from? And then Mercedes will like improve, but but Red Bull will hit a a, a plateau because like they they developed so fast and so like for well, for so many races they were very high on pace, then eventually mm. that will decline. Mm. Um so they won't have a response to Mercedes pace, so like there won't be incident. So I feel like something like that might happen. I feel like it might go in that trajectory where one of them will become more dominant than the other and then there'll be no space for fighting. But um I I I I don't know. We shall see. At this, it's it's still too soon to predict. We're only in the tenth race. We're not yet even halfway through. You so... know that's funny.
0: We're not yet even halfway through, and guys are catching feelings like <laughs> the season is ending next week. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: But but you know that's another possibility that the the season could be cut short because of COVID. I think I think I don't think enough people are worried about that. Because uh, with the way some, some some countries have to stop travel or the, the travel restrictions that they end up imposing, the Formula 1 mm. drivers, the Formula 1 teams might be compromised because they'll be like, they'll be told, if you come here, you have to quarantine for 14 days. Then they're like, we can't do that. So like, what happened with Canada and Australia? They had to yes. be removed because of the quarantine rules. Yes. So you know some of these races might end up being removed from the calendar entirely and we have a way shorter season than we think we like cuz at the moment we are at what, 22 23 it may we come down to 22, 18 22, at yes. some point it may come down to 18 it it, it you know like
0: if <laughs> i you also can't feel, five races, i feel, points gone, eh?
1: I feel <laughs> like a curveball will come that we do not expect but we shall see like i like anyway even Jesus can come tomorrow, and this will all be moot.
0: <laughs> anyway, that's all the time we have for tonight. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Gloria, for your insights on the British Grand Prix in the new format and uh, what happened to Max and uh, Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, two weeks from now is what Hungary. Yeah. Predictions.
1: I do not predict. <laughs> you know my role. I chicken, chicken, chicken. I am not chicken. Ferrari
0: I... are going to be on point.
1: <laughs> You're jinxing your team.
0: It's okay. I've said it. <laughs> <laughs> we can have the podcast then. When Leclerc takes poll. <laughs>
1: so, so we shall see.
0: Okay, have a nice evening. Thanks.
1: You too. Okay, bye. Bye.